Live from Lincoln Center in the heart of the Dallas Metroplex, this is Nip Talk. An honest and uncensored show about plastic surgery, health, beauty, and lifestyle. With your host, plastic surgeon Dr. Bruce Herman, and your co-host, entrepreneur and social media influencer Sarah Bennett. Now it's time to discuss the good, the bad, and the ugly of the topics everyone is talking about. It's time for Nip Talk. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday, and welcome to Nip Talk. I'm your host, plastic surgeon, Dr. Bruce Herman. For all those watching, thank you very much. We do appreciate it. Please hit that like and subscribe button and leave us a comment. We want to know what your questions are. With me is my co-host, Sarah Bennett. Howdy. How you doing today, Sarah? I'm good. Good. In the box, as always, we got Trelvis. <laughs> What's going on? I would have gave a howdy, kind of like Sarah, but I, I let her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I let her have the howdy today since the boots are rocking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> How you been? You have a good week, Trelvis? I cannot complain, man. It's yep. been busy, so it's a good problem to have, you know? Right on, right How about y'all? How about y'all week? Uh, mine was pretty good. Work, you know, usual stuff. I did end up going to the Immersive Monet exhibit. Uh, nice. I think we talked about that last yeah. week. And um, yeah, I have a little footage, Trevor. You can roll it while we talk about it. Uh, yeah, it was very good. Like, I'm a big fan of the artist Monet. And so I was eager to see like his, his paintings kind of brought to life. It was great. I have to say I like the Van Gogh one maybe a little bit better. Um, this one had a, other artists in, in addition to Monet. And so, I don't know, I kind of expected to see like all of his pictures mm -hmm. and, For sure. you know, there was just a few of them, but it was awesome. Like I totally recommend going. I'm not gonna lie, this looks really cool though. Like Yeah, the, and that wall there, Trovis, is huge. Like yeah. it's hard to tell because there's no people in that, but like it's a massive wall and it's like all around you. That's nice. And um, yeah, it's really, really cool. And plus they have a bar there so you can grab some drinks and like, you know, we went with a, with a, some friends of ours and kind of we watched it a couple times actually. And um, and after that, we actually uh, hit a restaurant that I love, and I'm gonna give them a little plug just because I, I like the restaurant. It's called Alice. Have you guys ever heard mm -hmm. of it or been to it? Alice. Mm -hmm. I know I've not heard of it. So it's, what kind of food is it? So it's kind of like a Asian fusion type restaurant, and they only do small plates. So we end up ordering like eight plates that we shared yeah. as a table of four. And the cool thing about the restaurant, the food is great, but it has like this really kind of 80s vibe to it. And they have a DJ that DJs while you're having dinner. Were there people dancing? There were, yeah. So like, <laughs> it's like the restaurant and there's a bar right there. And, and another thing, if you ever go to Alice, you have to reserve like the, they have this special table that sits up high. So you're kind of like looking down on everyone. Like, it's so funny. So my- There's some people watching. Yeah, so it's great people watching. So my wife like called ahead and like reserved that table, and then they have like music, and it's just a really chic little place, and it's not really expensive. Like, you know, comparatively things like Monarch or Nick and Sam's, like it's I don't know, it's kind of affordable. So nice. So yeah, definitely if you, Travis, I know you were gonna wait. Were you gonna you were gonna go on a date and do something? So uh, the exhibit that you oh, uh, showed last yeah. week, yeah, yeah, but that spot sounds cool too. That's like a good little date spot. Yeah, it's a pretty cool, and it's only like a mile from that too, by the way. Really? So, okay, yeah, okay. Really so you go to the exhibit and then go get dinner at the spot. So, all right, cool. I yeah, got remember the plan. That. All right. <laughs> That's a good play. Now, you were telling me earlier you got something coming up, right? Yes. I have Tell a CrossFit it. tournament coming up So, okay. So, now, I used to do or CrossFit. competition. Oh, competition. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I used to do CrossFit. Uh, I haven't done it in years. But tell me, how does a competition work? Is it like a race or? So, it's pretty much. So, every time you go to CrossFit or you go to a CrossFit class, you do a wad so workout of the day oh okay so 
at the competition, it's pretty much like doing a workout of the day like four times. Oh wow! So this is like more strenuous than your average like yes. CrossFit. Yeah, and thing. you always have a partner usually. Oh yeah, this a is a partner. Is it a uh, sign partner or? Well, no. So my team name is another little tiny girl at my gym, and we're called the Tater Tots. <laughs> the tater yeah, and so we have shirts that. Do you say, have swag? You have swag. Yeah. Oh my gosh! We have little shirts you that say uh, "Tater's gonna tate." Tater's gonna tate. <laughs> I like it. So, and when you're competing, like, is it broken down by like, you know? Scaled, male, female, yeah. age, and all that. Yeah, so we are doing the scaled version because we're just little tiny things. And oh, I see. Uh, like normal sized women can do RX. Like, <laughs> oh, well, right. If okay, I tried so... to do RX, I would literally, like, I did it last year and I was dying. <laughs> I, I was re in recovery for probably two weeks. Like, my yeah. body was not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Your body's like, no more of I'm that. I'm too old. I'll teach you. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to hear I'm too old. You can't. My partner was 10 years younger than me, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. She was like, why are you so tired? I'm like, girl, you're so, 22. I'm 32. <laughs> is this, like, done, uh, like, is it Dallas-wide, or is it, like, specific to, like? Yeah, like, so any um, certified CrossFit gym can host their own competition. Okay. So um, we're this going, one this one's at CrossFit Solus in Sherman, Texas. Oh, so Sherman. Almost oh, in that's pretty far Oklahoma. north. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how big, I, I almost consider Sherman to be part of the Metroplex now. It's yeah. all, the like, Metroplex has almost enveloped it, which yeah. is crazy because Sherman's so far north of here. Like from where we are, it's probably what, 30 or 40? Yeah. They call it battle at the border. Battle at the border. Yeah. It's yeah. almost all the way to A Oklahoma. bunch of different CrossFit teams. Like I would say there's 20 CrossFit. So how many of these have you yes. done? Have you done like a ton of these or? I only do it once a year. So oh, once a year. this is my third time doing it. Wow. And just, you only do I'm it once a year. super competitive. Just because. It's fun. And it's good for the gym. Yeah. Okay. All right. And now is the Sherman one where you normally work out at or? Mm -mm. No, I work out at Aubrey CrossFit. Oh, Aubrey. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of people who live in Aubrey. That's a it's one of those towns now that's just kind of right outside the Metroplex. And yeah. So people like it. It's kind of quiet. Yeah. I used to live in a town like that. Yeah. Pardon? A lot of land. Is there? Yeah. yeah. That's how Argyle, where I live, used to be. It was kind of just, you know, out of the Metro, and now we're mm -hmm. just swallowed up, you it's know, a, yeah, by the city. Yeah, it's almost there. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, best of luck. Take some, Thank you. Take some pictures. I want to see you, like, with the oh, trophy. Oh, I'll definitely. I'll be filming it for you, Are you going to... Oh, you're going to put on your YouTube? Are you going to mm -hmm. put on social media, too? Instagram oh, stuff? for sure. Cool. Well, I'll definitely check it yeah. out. Cheer you along. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fun. cool. I used to do like races. I was really into, I would do um, like half marathons, 5K, 10K, that kind of stuff. And then I got into triathlons for a little bit when I was in my, my really big workout yeah, phase. Yeah, see, that's the thing is I'm not good with endurance, not yeah, good endurance, at cardio. Yeah. I'm good at like lifting heavy weight and then like really short bursts of energy. I know. I saw the videos you have brought for your segment yeah. today. I was honestly, when I saw them, I was like, oh my gosh, it's so impressive. <laughs> you guys are going to be impressed when you see these videos of her. It's, it's just very impressive. Yeah, so. thank you. All right. Well, uh, best of luck in that. We can't wait to hear yeah. how you did. And so moving on, uh, we're going to do a segment today. It's a 411 segment, but it's not plastic surgery. It's a medical 411 uh, about the upcoming flu season. Now, I... I have to say that I hadn't thought about the flu in at least a couple of years, right? Because of COVID and the yeah. pandemic, you know, you didn't hear anything about the flu. And so I, when I started uh, looking into this topic, and the reason I'm talking about this is I, a, a little newspaper called the Katy Trail Weekly asked me to write something, so I was, they wanted to know about the flu. From so, Katy, Texas? Katy Trail. Oh, okay. Katy Trail here in Dallas. Yeah, okay. they have like a little newsletter, you know, nice. it's, like a, it's like a paper. And so... 
uh, yeah, I wrote an article for them about the flu season. And when I was doing the research on it, I was honestly pretty shocked because, as I said, I didn't hear about the flu during the pandemic, right? Because COVID was such a much bigger mm -hmm. deal. But let me, I'm going to ask you guys this, and not to put you on the spot, because I don't expect anyone to know this, but if you were to guess, like, what percentage of cases there were in the last two years compared to normal? So, like, in a normal year, it's 100% cases. What do you think in 20 and 21 there was flu-wise? Like, what percent? I, I think it went up, probably. You think it went up? What do you think, Travis? I would say it went down, just because more people, like, got, you know, COVID diagnosis. Um, so, I say it went down, maybe 30%. Yeah, so there was 1% oh, of the wow. cases of the flu in 20 and 21. Jeez. I didn't, I, I had to read it from multiple sources because I, I didn't believe it. I was like, there was only 1% of the cases of the flu. Wow. Well, and then you start thinking about it. It does make sense, right? Like, what, what did we do? We, we stayed at home, mm -hmm. worked from home. We wore masks. We were, you know, doing social distancing, not shaking hands. Like, for a while, we were not going out. And those precautions just it basically eliminated the flu, like for all intents and purposes. And so the reason that I'm talking about this today is for one, flu season's coming up. October, yeah. right, is the beginning of flu season. And a lot of experts are predicting that we're about to get crushed by the flu. And I was like, okay, that's kind of weird. Why is that? Well, a couple reasons. One, everyone is extremely fatigued from the pandemic, right? I mean, think about it. Life is sort of slowly returning to normal. People are not wearing masks as much. And so, you know, we're kind of giving up those things that brought that flu level down to, to such a low, low amount. Yeah. And then there's one other thing that also potentially could put people at more risk is that when you have a season of the flu, people build up an immunity to it. You know, actually getting the flu or being around people and maybe being exposed to it but not getting the flu builds up your immunity. Well, we have two years now where that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's uh, a couple of the reasons that some of the experts are predicting that we you know, could be in trouble this year. I wonder also if people, um, since people were so focused on getting COVID vaccines, that they weren't doing flu Skipping vaccines. Skipping flu vaccines, true. During yeah. those, the past that, two years. I don't have any data on that, but that's a very smart thing to say, and you're probably exactly right. It's like, I'm going to go get I it. Because I didn't. Yeah, right. Because what did you do? You got the COVID shot and you yeah. skipped the flu shot, right? Well, um, I bring it up because annually, you know, the flu does account for around 30,000 deaths and about 400,000 hospitalizations a year in the United States, and mm -hmm. that's not an insignificant amount. And what's worrisome is we can kind of get a glimpse of how our flu season might be based on Australia, right? Okay. Because Australia... Different season. Right, yeah. it's a different season. They've, they're just finishing up their flu season. Well, when you look at Australia, they're getting pummeled right now by the flu. Cases are five times as high as they were in a regular flu season. And so, you know, if you were to extrapolate those numbers into the United States, I mean, you know, we have a bigger population. We could be looking at, you know, a really, yeah. really severe season. Go cray. And of course, you know, with COVID being a little bit more severe disease, people might just be overlooking it, just like mm -hmm. you said. Um, but I wanted to just talk about this because, you know, there are people who are, you know, at risk for getting really sick from the flu, not to mention just getting the flu really kind of crushes your you know, your ability to go to work and, you know, do the things that you want to do. And so sure. uh, being a doctor, of course, I want, you know, people to be healthy and, uh, you know, be able to go to work and be able to be around their family. So um, there so are this, a couple. This is definitely the year to get a flu shot then. Yes. So kind of moving <laughs> into like, what can we do to get ready for flu season, which I'm sure is the last thing people want to hear, right? Yeah. We just came off two, three years of this pandemic. Like no one wants to hear about the next thing, but 
I mean, that's part of being a responsible adult, I guess, is mm -hmm. like, you know, preparing for the things that, that could be bad for us, right? Yeah. So you hit the nail on the head is, you know, getting the flu shot is a great idea. And right now the CDC is recommending that everyone six months or older, with a few exceptions, get the flu shots. And there are people who are considered high risk for complications of the flu uh, that they consider critical to get the flu shot. And those would be people over the age of 65, people who have more severe chronic medical conditions, and also pregnant women, because mm -hmm. when you're pregnant, the flu can hit you pretty hard as well. Yeah. So I think that getting the flu shot is a very good idea. Now, I always like to you know, play devil's advocate. You know, I will say that the flu vaccine is usually not as effective as COVID. You know, the COVID vaccines proved for the most part, at least for the early variants, to be you know, up to like 90% effective. Flu vaccines in a good year, about 50% effective, you know, which is, I mean, hey, if it's, it's better to have a coin toss to get in the flu than 100% chance, yeah. right? I grew up getting a flu shot every year, so right. it's like, because my, my mom was a nurse. Your mom was a nurse, yeah. Yeah, Tarrant County Public Health. Yeah. Is she so, still is she still in nursing? No, she no. retired. She retired? Yeah, but I grew up, like, every year getting Every year? Back, at, like, to the point where, like, back in the day, you could bring the shots home. She was able to bring oh, really? vaccines home and, like, give us all shots. That's so funny you mentioned that. Like, we do the same thing in our house, but it's Botox. Like, in my fridge, in yeah. my butter dish, I have, like, little vials of Botox for when... My wife wants to get a Botox. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, getting the flu vaccine is definitely a good idea. We don't have any numbers on how effective it is this year, but because the flu vaccine in general is, is not risky, you know, especially if you've had it in the past, like it is a good idea for sure, and especially if you're considered high risk to get that flu vaccine. And so there's that. And then the other things to kind of fight the flu are some of the things that we have been doing in the past couple years. You think about things like at least social distancing from people who are sick, you know, mm -hmm. which we didn't always do in the past prior to COVID, but now we at least have that in our mind that if people are ill, like to, you know, stay a little bit away from them. Uh, hand washing, which has really, you know, been popular in the last couple of years. If you continue that, that's a good idea. Things like hand sanitizers. And then I, I hate to say it, but face masks do work. I mean, we, we learned that from the pandemic that, you know, wearing a face mask does cut down on the risk of communicable diseases, mm -hmm. and especially the flu. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we all need to run around with masks on, you know, for the flu I mean, at all. But, I if, not. but if you're a person who's a high risk, you know, mm -hmm. if you have those chronic diseases and if we are getting crushed by the flu, like the experts are predicting, then, yeah. you know, it, it might not be a bad idea to, to wear your face mask occasionally because yeah. for sure it does cut down on the transmission of that. I know. Face masks just don't ever match your outfit, though. I know. It's hard to look stylish in a face so, mask. Like, I can't do it. And I like to wear sunglasses, like, all the time. And, like, when you wear, like, a face mask and you have glasses on and your glasses fog up and... I hear you, sister. Like I, I, I had to wear it all the time at work, right? Working yeah. in the hospital and all you know the clinics I work at, and like you know wearing a face mask was, um, yeah, definitely not my favorite thing to do. But, but I know everybody's fatigued with the uh, with the with the COVID pandemic. But you know it is coming. You know flu season's just right around the corner. I want people to be aware that they're predicting to be a bad one, and just minor things like washing your hands and you know staying home if you're sick can make a big difference. Yeah. So, I agree. excellent. All right, uh, we're about to talk about somebody I really like. Uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a celebrity uh, thing. Uh, throw up that first picture, Travis. There's my girl. So that's Gwen Stefani. She's the uh, lead singer no of, no, of No <laughs> Doubt. Yeah, I love, I, I love her. Like, so No Doubt came out like, in, like during my college years. Well, actually before, like she's, she's a few years older than I am. 
I think she's 52 uh, now. I don't know. And I remember when they came out, and the first time I heard that band, I was like, whoa! It was like it was like really different, like like from the kind of the depressing 90s grunge. You know, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a huge music fan, and so you know. Yeah, I uh, love her. Oh, she's awesome. Great. Yeah, she's just a good person. And anyway, so uh, Gwen Stefani uh, earlier this month was on Late Show with Seth Meyers. Yeah. And people freaked out. And I got a clip from the show, and I want to run it. Travis, can you run that clip? Do you ever do any of your songs when you're on the road you with You know Blake? what? He asked me to do songs all the time, and I'm like, it's not my stage. Like, this is so awkward. Like, I'm forcing myself. Like, I want some attention. Like, let me be on your stage. It's not. But he, he wants me to come on, and some, sometimes I'll do, like, Don't Speak, and yeah. it's pretty incredible to be able to uh, have a song that you get out there, and you're thinking, do they know me? Like, are they going to be like, why is she here? And then they know all the words. You're like, oh my god, this is crazy. So uh, first off, I'm going to say that I did I did love her outfit. That yeah. is classic 100%. Gwen Stefani. Like I mean, I you know, not many people could pull that off, but she yeah. can definitely pull it off. This but year. This year, yeah. Yes. But I, I I have to say that if someone had showed me that clip and it didn't say Gwen Stefani on it, I, I'm I don't think I would have recognized her. She looked very puffy. She looked very puffy and just overall, like her whole appearance almost looked like that of a different person. You yeah, know what? No facial what, expressions. What's funny <laughs> is I, I, I loaded these clips in the V-Mix and I was wondering who the other person was until right now. Really? I did not know that that was her until you just said that. I was like, oh, wow. I did not know that that was her until you just said oh that. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. thought it was two different people. You thought two different people, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, the internet just like went crazy yeah. uh, when when those things came out. And there's here. So on the left, that's around 2017. The middle picture is her in like 2020, and then the last one is her uh, just this month. Yeah, she's definitely like slowly had some stuff done. Yeah. So it looks her. She can barely see her her eyes. Yeah, she looks super puffy in that right one. Yeah. Like she almost like she just had it done. So. Yeah. So, of course, you know, I was looking into this because I saw Gwen Stefani in 2016, 2017. I saw No Doubt play at a concert out in California. And I, I distinctly remember seeing her and thinking, I mean, she's a beautiful woman, so I don't mean this in a negative way at all. But I remember seeing her. I was like, oh, she, I can see that Gwen Stefani's aging. You know, yeah. I looked at her. I was like, wow, because I, what I noticed, and this is so funny because it, 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 it ties in very well with this new look. I was noticing that she was starting to get platysmal bands in her neck, which is very common for women in their you know, late 40s, uh -huh. right? You start to get the fall of your neck, uh -huh. and it's just a normal aging thing. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the great you know, Gwen Stefani is getting older. You know, I was like, I can't believe it. And I was like, I'm getting old too, right? Because we're like yeah. the same age or whatever, or, or close to it. But then when I looked at that video, like I don't see that anymore. And so it brings up the question of, you know, did she did she have surgery, right? Or is this just like, you know, Botox and fillers or, or whatever? And so I started looking on the internet and there is a lot of stuff out there speculating on, well, of course, you know, any celebrity plastic surgery story is, is always hot. Yeah, here. I saw it on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, course. we're doing one right now, but, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was funny how many people were weighing in on it. And I found it kind of uh, a little funny because I found two different recent videos one was from a plastic surgeon and he was saying that he didn't think she had surgery that it was just you know fillers or botox or whatever and then there was this other girl and i think that she like is more like a makeup artist or something yeah. like i think she really has no you know knowledge base of like whether someone had surgery or not she's like oh yeah she's had a neck lift she's had a facelift she's had fat injections and all this stuff and i was just kind of giggling because 
you know, the, the plastic surgeon's like, no, and, you know, she's saying yes, and they were just such different views of what she'd done. So, so anyway, I just want to, you know, kind of weigh in. I mean, obviously, I think that she's had some treatments done, right? Your, your whole face does not change without something. And, and, and I think, you know, you said she looks puffy. I mean, she's definitely had some fillers, you know, uh, without question. I noticed when you look really close on those pictures, and it's hard to tell on when it pops up on the screen, but a lot of the wrinkles that she had have, have gone away. Mm -hmm. And so that means she's either, you know, using Botox, which probably she is. I mean, everyone and their grandmother is using Botox these days. Yeah. I mean, it, it's great. It's a great medication to use. It's fabulous. Yeah. Um, but she's lost those wrinkles. So she's probably Botoxing and she may have done like some sort of facial resurfacing. Her nose looks different. She did have a nose job early on. I know that. I don't think she ever admitted it, but I've seen pictures of her when she was young, like in her teens. And then, like, when she kind of got popular, no doubt. And I'm 99% certain she had a nose job. And she may have had it touched up. I don't know. But so I was wondering, you know, can I tell if she's had surgery? Now, I'm not saying I know for sure. I don't know for sure. Yeah. And, and honestly, I don't even care. Like, she's awesome. I love Gwen Stefani. She can do whatever she wants, and she's still a rock star. But I think she did have surgery. And I based that on the fact that when I saw her live and I noticed those aging things like the sagging of her platysmal mm -hmm. neck muscles and I watched that video I didn't see it and the reason I think that surgery is because you can do all sorts of facial you know laser resurfacing morpheus things that tighten your skin but they don't tighten your muscles right so I mean maybe she got some weird threading of her neck muscles which I would never recommend anyone do but I kind of think she may have had surgery I don't yeah. know I mean I wouldn't bet my life on it but I mean I I do these kind of procedures and I, I did kind of see a, a difference in her. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, what do you guys think of her look? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I think I like a natural, a more natural look, but I feel like maybe whenever she went on that show that it looked like she had just had a lot of work done on her like face. Recently. Like recently. Yeah. So maybe in a couple of weeks or something, yeah, it'll be better. It'll, you think it'll you would, look more natural. If you were like natural. a celebrity, you would time that, right? It's like, yeah. I'm going to be on the late show. Like, I'm not going to run Maybe out. it was a last minute thing. Yeah, it could Who be. knows? Well, I mean, I, I will say this, like that middle picture that we threw up, you know, of her from 2020, I, I think she looks Great. like stunningly beautiful. Like yeah. she, she looks a little bit different in that picture. Mm -hmm. Like I can still recognize her. And part of it too is her hair. She changed her hairstyle. Yeah. Um, but I have to say that, like, the last one I'm not as fond of. I think she looks very young. Like, I would say she looks 15 to 20 years younger mm -hmm. than... I mean, she looks like she's in her early 30s mm -hmm. there. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm with you, Sarah, that for me, like, the best work is the work that no one knows you had. Like, if you come out and you look like a different person, then... I don't know. I feel like unless it's too... that's what you want. But... Well, maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe <laughs> she did want that. I, yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, I'm not going to speculate. I'm, I'm, maybe she... Maybe she wanted to like look like that. I don't know. I, I mean, feel like I feel like with Gwen Stefani, she can do no wrong because she taught yeah. me how to spell bananas, and that's just as honest <laughs> as I can be. She taught me how to spell bananas, so oh she can do no wrong. <laughs> hey, I feel the same way. I love Gwen Stefani. I mean, I, I love. I haven't heard that song in so long. Know, it's right? been a while. Rocking out in my car in high <laughs> yeah. school. I think it's funny though. You know that song, "Just a Girl." Like I remember, like in yeah. the like late '90s, that song was so popular. Like they'd play that at the clubs, and like every dude would be like, "I'm just a girl." <laughs> it was kind of. I'm like, were you? That dude. I love that dude. I love that song. That's that hilarious. song is like rocking. I love the video too. Like the video is great. The song is great. I, is I, I distinctly remember the very. I used to work at this Mexican food restaurant in college, like to kind of help pay my way through college. And they, that song came on on the radio. On the radio, we had like yeah. an overhead, and I was like, 
I was blown away. I was like, that's like an awesome song. And then that's my first memory of No Doubt. But, well, I don't know. She hasn't addressed it. So she's never said whether she did anything or not. And she's probably not going to, because why should she? But yeah. it's interesting to talk about. Um, yeah, the only thing I would say from a plastic surgery standpoint is my personal preference, at least for my patients, is I would probably not take them that far. I mean, when you take them to the point that they look like a different person, I don't know. Yeah, I think everything in life, there's, there's a moment where you can't yeah, go too right. far. Yeah. So <laughs> we talked about it. The other one we talked about that did the same thing was Courtney Cox. Like, yeah. like before you were, you were on the show, we, yeah. we did her and, um, yeah. And she even said, she's like, well, I took it a little bit too far, but yeah, she did. I, I need to find a more. That. So that, that picture or that, that interview was just a couple weeks ago. I I'm, I'm curious now that you mentioned, I would just imagine that she wouldn't come on so soon after something, but I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can find a current picture and see if maybe yeah. it, it comes down. Yeah, I follow her on Instagram and stuff, so. Oh, do you? Yeah. I, I need to be better. Like, I tend to put a lot of stuff out on social media, and I don't tend to take it in as much unless I'm doing research for the show. And I guess I need, now that we're doing this, got to be a little bit more in tune with what's yeah, going on. Yeah, keep up. I gotta, I'm going to rely on you to do that for me. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to your segment. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear about it, and I'm, I'm, I'm just letting everyone know that they're about to be very impressed with the videos that they're going to see. I was like... Like genuinely impressed. <laughs> well, thank you. So, all right, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you lead it off here. Okay, so y'all remember last time? I don't even know what episode it was, but we talked about Brazilian butt lifts mm. and how that is something right. you definitely do not recommend. But I yeah, wanted to, yeah. yeah, I wanted to show y'all something that is recommended, which is exercising. So, so this is a way that maybe women can get the result from from similar to Brazilian butt lift yeah. by themselves. Well, I love that. I it's know we take extra work. It is harder, right? It's yeah. generally it's cheaper though. Yes. Cheap in surgery and safer. Yes. And safer. I love when people can get the results they want naturally. And and I think we've talked about this before when mm -hmm. patients come in, I'm like, oh, some of these things you don't necessarily need surgery for, but okay, let's, let's yeah. hear it. Okay. So the first one, this is a deadlift. This is a Romanian deadlift. So it's kind of similar to a deadlift, but a Romanian deadlift, you just go right above your knee. Okay. So it's... Knee. So it's kind of... It never hits the floor. Oh, so, okay, so you start below your knee and you come up uh -huh. and then you go down yeah, just to below your knee. Yeah, and you can do reps, knee. yeah. Now... You have to pick a, li a lighter weight, but yeah. Do you? Okay, because it's a little bit more stressful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I will say, now, I used to be a weightlifter, but I, I have to admit, I didn't get like that detailed into it. Yeah, so we don't definitely... do them too much in CrossFit, but we do use that... that um, skill as a part of our workout so like, like for other things yeah so okay. a part of other skills it's definitely a foundation of lifting okay so that's the romanian deadlift, deadlift. Yeah. okay All right, um, what's the next this one? one is a weighted thruster so this one's very popular with girls and especially like on the internet everywhere is really like, there's so many girls doing this lift and what do you call this one a weighted thruster weighted thruster okay yeah. so this is like a lighter weight that you're doing yes you can do a lighter weight it just really depends you have to find your sweet spot but yeah so let me get this right so she's got this weight on her hips and she's mm -hmm. she's got her back supported or yeah, like her mid like her mid um back like right between her shoulder blades okay That's where and she's so resting. she's basically letting the weight oh she's lifting the weight yeah. up and so then yeah down. you start it the you start it on on your butt. Oh, you do start you on your butt. Okay, yeah. so you, okay, so it's not like the thing where you go just mm -hmm. partially down. So you go all the way down. Mm -hmm. So how many? Like, what would you do a set of these? Like three sets of ten or something? Uh -huh. Or exactly. Yeah. See, I remember. It hasn't mm -hmm. been that long ago since I was <laughs> doing this stuff. Yeah. 
All right. And I don't even do those that much. And this is another one I don't do very much. This is now a Bulgarian squat. So why squat. don't you do this just because that's not something it's you're trying to do? It's just not a CrossFit weight, uh, lift. It's okay. not something that you can do. Got it. So these are just out of CrossFit specific things to build you, your glutes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, so tell me about yeah, this Yeah, this is a Bulgarian um, Okay. Squat. So we got Romania and Bulgaria representing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, lunges. Bulgarian lunges. I'm sorry. So this is another lighter weight that you would do. And it's definitely focusing, obviously, on one leg at oh, a time. Oh, lunges. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so and the, you have to also find the sweet spot where you um, put that front leg out um, away gotcha. from the bench. So you have to find a, the spot where it's going to actually do the work. Because if you wow. get too close, it works other muscles. And if you get gotcha. too far, it'll work other muscles. So you have to really pick that. It's really, and this is ringing a lot of bells. So like in college, <laughs> I used to be a bit of a sprinter. Yeah. And so I would focus, uh, you know, on like hamstrings, calves, glutes, um, I mean, a lot of the work I did would be like actual like running work or like mm -hmm. I used to run with weight vests and that kind of stuff. But I remember some of these from, you know, when I was trying to be in the gym. Training. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, All right. next one. So right. the next one is actually a video. Yeah, I think the next yeah. one. Yeah, right, get ready to be impressed, people. <laughs> Here we go. It's me. <laughs> Here we go. All right, let's see it. This is actually my, uh, I'm not on <laughs> Big muscles. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So that's a regular deadlift, right? Yeah, that's just a regular deadlift. That was actually my 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 max. That Is that I a competition? Do. Yeah, because you only did one rep, right? Yeah, that yeah. was just a max. So how much weight do. was that? Like 210. It's pretty solid. I was trying to see if I'm those were... Like at first, I thought so. those were Olympic plates. And I was yeah. like, wait, there's no way she's deadlifting four Olympic... Because four no. Olympic plates, that would be... 180 on each side, 360. That'd be 405. No, I think that was 225. My bad. Yeah. So those are not Olympic. Okay. Yeah. And when so I that, first yeah. looked at that, I thought at first they were because I used to always work out. You know the Olympic brand. Uh huh. So the Olympic plates like that big are 45 a pop, and I was like, oh my god, 845s. That's like 360. I was like, you're like no. superhuman. You're like yeah. a superhero. 225. Are you Wonder Woman? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and then we have another video too. This is another one. Here we All go. Right. Uh, this is just a back squat right here. Um, definitely doing reps. Um, <laughs> dork. All right. So that, so that was the back squat. Yeah, um, definitely doing, doing reps on those are a lot better than just doing an RX or a max rep. Sure. So yeah. whenever I did the deadlift, that was definitely just to yeah. see where I was at. But yeah. whenever you do deadlifts, definitely, whenever you're doing any type of weightlifting, you always try to do 60 to 70% of your right. max mm -hmm. to kind of get those reps in. And you do three sets of 10 usually. I remember is that. What you're... Now, you wear a belt when you do those? No, but you definitely can. Okay. I don't ever wear a belt. Have you ever, I, just out of curiosity, have you ever had any issues with your back in those? Um, whenever I lifted too heavy um, and not... Like I shouldn't Not probably. have. Yeah. yeah. You can definitely injure your back doing a deadlift. Yeah. I just remember, um, like I did like football and I did some weightlifting in high school, like for the competitions. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause I was kind of small, but I was fairly strong. So I'd do okay in that stuff. Um, and I just remember them hounding us, like always wear a belt when you're deadlifting or doing squats. And yeah, I, I always have just cause I have my coaches. Thanks coach Bowles for <laughs> telling me to wear a belt. But so, but you never had a problem, right? I guess. Um, I've, I've lifted one time when I wasn't very warm, Okay. you know, and uh -huh. I was just, you know, trying to lift it quick. Yeah. But if you don't have the proper, um, the proper, uh, Training, yeah, yeah, technique, training mm -hmm. and technique. You can hurt yourself pretty bad in CrossFit, yeah. and that's why a lot of people badmouth CrossFit. People badmouth CrossFit. Yeah, what? all the time. 
all huh. the time. Yeah. I think we got one more video too. Okay, let's see it. Another one. Let's go. Last one. That was a good solid lift, though. Yeah. So that was like you do another max, right? Yeah, that was one. another max. And we'll see what's the squat. what do you call it when it's in front of you? It's a front squat. Just called front squat. Okay. Yeah. Some people lift it with their elbows like this, and then some people I got you. They can lift it like that for some reason. Yeah. I don't do that. So do you have uh, friends or people you know that like focus on their on their gluteal list to, for that specific reason of trying to? to yeah. There's it? some girls that will stay after at and do the, it. Yeah. So how long do you think that you would have to like stay in that regiment to start seeing results? Is it like a six month thing you think? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I mean, yeah. I would think six months is a to good thing to start. I'm, but I'm, what, which lift do you think is the best, the number one for, for your So it's one of those six? Yes, it's Ooh. the best one. Those are all the top six. Those but are all the top. One so one of those is probably the best. The best. Um, Which one do you think? I'm gonna say, and I, the the reason I'm saying this because I remember when I was training to sprint that there was one exercise that they said was the best. I'm gonna say the lunge. Close. No. What is it, it was the thrusters. The thrusters. The weighted thrusters. Okay. Yeah, but that's huh? why you see it everywhere. Like every chick. Oh right. Yeah, I should have known. You said it was so yeah. popular. You yeah. You see it everywhere. Yeah. Well, uh, that's really uh, interesting. Um, I'll have to so think. now you can get a Brazilian butt lift for right. naturally. I'll have to mention that too, because I have patients come in, you know, and um, as I said in the last episode, like or whenever it was, I I don't do Brazilian butt lifts for the various reasons that we talked about, and um, but I'll mention that to patients because sometimes I'll get patients to come in for let's say they want to do like a breast augmentation, like oh what about the Brazilian butt lift, and I have to go down this like road of oh I don't do those because of this that and the other, and but I'll yeah. tell them that there's some exercises lifting they can weights, do. yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's funny. Um, I have to be careful about lifting. Uh, I notice as I've gotten older that, um, yeah, it's a lot easier to injure yourself because um, I started lifting. Well, I kind of decided to get back into shape again, you know, I don't know, a few months ago. And, you know, like, especially if you used to do stuff when you were younger, like you're like, oh, I can like, just jump yeah. right back into mm -hmm. it. That's uh, your no. biggest mistake right there. Yeah, yeah, I tore both of my calf muscles oh in the span goodness. of like two months. Yeah, just because, you know, I did something a little bit too. Honestly, honestly, that's the biggest thing that happens at CrossFit gyms is uh, men mostly. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they go into gyms and they're like, I can do it because yeah. I did it. Blah, right, blah, blah. 20 years ago. And so yeah. they're trying to keep up with these people that have been doing CrossFit for like yeah. years. And so then they get hurt and then they never come back. And then they are like, CrossFit's so bad for you. And I'm like. I, I used to. So when we moved back here, so this is 12 years ago. So we moved mm -hmm. back to Dallas in 2010. My wife and I had some friends that we knew from here and they were really into CrossFit. And we got into this CrossFit group there where we live and we did it for like a solid six months and I, I loved it. Like I love the competition of it because we would always do like some sort of like race, but it was like weight plus race. And um, of course, like I was always better at the running stuff. Yeah, know? that's definitely, that's always incorporated a yeah. lot into wads. It's either a run usually mm -hmm. or bike or rowing yeah. or something. Yeah. I really did enjoy it. I, I wish I could get back into it's it. It's a great community. It is like, yeah. you know, it's funny because like we had this great CrossFit group and what would we do? We go do CrossFit and then we would go to like Chewy's Mexican food place and like drink heavily and eat like chips and salsa That's and like That's the best tacos. thing about working out though. <laughs> I know. You get to eat. I, right. Because you're like, oh, I just worked out. Obviously I could go to Chewy's and drink a few beers and have chips and salsa.
Fantastic. 100%. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, I think it's about time. Do we uh, have any questions today, Travis? Anything off the interwebs? We do. We do. So, um, Katie, I think I, I might get the name wrong. Katie Christine. Is that what it is? Uh, I think she's a follower of yours. She says, should you wait on breast reduction if you plan on breastfeeding in the future? Wait on breast reduction. Oh, okay. Um, well, there's a couple ways to answer that question, actually. Um, breast reduction is great surgery, but I generally recommend people wait to do breast surgery until after they're done having kids. Now, there are, ex there are ex exemptions for that because there are plenty of people out there who maybe are in their early 20s and their breasts are just so large that they're having neck pain, shoulder pain, back pain, and they want to have that relief. In which case, I, I think it'd be fine, you know, because if it's affecting your life to that degree, then it's probably best to go ahead and get it done. Where you might hold it off if it was more for like a cosmetic reason as opposed to like a functional. But strictly related to breastfeeding, so they, the, the literature will tell you that for any given breast procedure, there is a certain amount of risk that you can't breastfeed. And that, it, depending on the, what paper you read, it could be anything from like very insignificant, like 1% up to several percent or maybe, you know, 5, 10%. Personally, I think that's a hard thing to comment on uh, because I do think it heavily depends on how the surgeon does the procedure. There are a lot of different versions of breast reductions. And so, uh, like for the way, like me personally, the way I do it, I tend to preserve all of that tissue behind the nipple areola complex, like to a great extent. And so I, I just feel like the way that I do them, that there's a very, very low risk that it could affect your breastfeeding, but you may go to a different surgeon and they may use one of the other techniques that's a little bit more likely to affect that area and you might see a higher risk. So. Um, that's a tough question to answer. Uh, you know, there's definitely some amount of risk that if you have a breast reduction before having kids that it could affect your ability to breastfeed. So I would say, it, I don't know, it depends. That's a t I would say it depends on a patient by patient basis. I breastfed and I had one. Prior? Had a, yeah. yeah. Did you have any problems? No. I mean, yeah. no. The, the one thing I do always mention <laughs> is like <laughs> when I when I get people in for breast consults, like I typically will ask them, you know, are you done having kids? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having breast surgery before you have kids. It's just that, I mean, as, as you know, like pregnancy affects your breast. And so mm -hmm. you pay this money to get the breast you want. And then you have, have a pregnancy, it might take that away from you. And then you have to pay again, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. Uh, and then the last question we have, Patrick, um, he says, have you ever heard of Poland syndrome? I think is what it is. Poland syndrome. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, I have heard of Poland syndrome. It's something that's... I actually know quite a bit about because it's related to the breast. So Poland syndrome is basically a congenital, meaning you you know inherit it you know from from your parents syndrome with an absence of tissues in the breast area. Now, the thing about Poland syndrome is that there's a large variation of it, and it can be really really severe where you have no breast, no nipple, and no chest muscle, uh, and even have problems into your shoulder or you can have like lighter variations of it where maybe like it's a woman, but she doesn't have a breast, but she has a chest muscle, or maybe she even has a breast, but no nipple. Um, so there's a lot of different variations in what Poland syndrome can be. And the reason I see it is because I will every once in a while get a patient come in with Poland syndrome 
and they want to have an augmentation on that side to match the, their other breasts. Yeah. So yeah, that's not one you see very often. I've or, never heard of that. Yeah, it's one of those things that like, if you ask like, maybe like your primary care doctor about Poland syndrome, they'd be like, oh, I think I have heard of that. I remember studying that. I remember somewhere. hearing about it. I happen to know of it just because yeah. of the fact that it's related to breast surgery and that's what I do, so. Yeah. But. All right, is that all the questions for today? I think that's it, that's all. all. Right. Well, yes, indeed. It's been a great episode. I loved your segment. I yeah. can't wait to see the next segment. You guys have a great rest of your week and we'll see you next week on Nip Tuck.